All right, Anthony on Air Podcast, back for another episode. Ghislaine Maxwell has hired a lawyer who defended Osama bin Laden's henchmen in the past. So that's amazing. Um, Also, we have this new bizarre AI advertisement and Howard Stern is nearing in on a new deal with Sirius XM. So we will go through all of that. Jay Sabs. And Frankie C are here with us on this episode, which is brought to you by our good pals over at Hero Soap Company. Check out their link in the description, and uh, we'll talk about those guys in a little bit. So, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell has hired a new lawyer to add to her already robust lawyer team. And uh, this young lady last represented one of Osama bin Laden's henchmen. Bobby Sternheim is her name. Bobby is a B-O-B-B-I. She filed papers on Monday in New York Southern District Court to note that she hereby appears as counsel for defendant Ghislaine Maxwell. Sternheim's law firm, Fasulo, Braverman, and DiMaggio called her a, quote, recognized leader in the local and national criminal defense bar for litigating difficult and complex cases. She is the first and still only woman to get New York Criminal Bar Association's award for excellence in the profession the firm boasts on her online bio. Her bio notes, Bobby has tried international organized crime and racketeering conspiracies, international terrorism offenses, international telemarketing fraud, capital murder, and interstate transport of pornographic media. And she also holds top secret slash SCI clearance. I don't know what that means. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds important. Uh, (laughs) The uh, Bin Laden henchman is Khalid Al-Fawaz, and she represented him and remains representing him uh, in his 2015 trial over the 1998 bombings of two U.S. embassies in Africa that killed 224 people. So he's in jail and she's still his lawyer. I guess so. I guess so. I thought that was all said and done. But this is Bobby. Everybody wants to meet Bobby. She looks feisty. She looks difficult. She, <laughs> she looks like she wouldn't go down without a, a fight. Yeah, she looks like she could be a problem. Hey. How do uh, you dealing with some heavy hitters out there? How I want to know how Bobby sleeps at night. Like, that's what I want to know. Like, how do you? I mean, being like a defense attorney must be a difficult thing, you know, but to be like, oh, the terrorist bomber guy. Yeah, no problem. I'll take that on. I'll take him. Yeah, that's that's a rough one. I mean, you got everybody is entitled to a defense, but yeah, that's not an easy gig. No. Uh, she also represented other terrorists, including Min Kwong Pham, who admitted to a plot of blowing up London's Heathrow Airport and was sentenced to 40 years in prison. So she ha- she's not on a winning streak with these guys. I don't think so. I mean, I don't okay. think that when you take on these terrorists as a client, you... I don't think... Expect you, the, the greatest outcome. I don't think you like, expect to win. what could their defense be? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know. Their defense is either I didn't do it, you got the wrong guy, or I think like uh, let me finish Frank's <laughs> or what sentence. Frank or yeah, I think I think their best case. <laughs> or, 
I think their best case scenario is uh, I'm here to watch this whole trial, make sure you get a fair trial. And if anything happens, any technicality pops up, I'm going to be there to pounce on it. Yeah. You all right, any like unusual punishments or anything cruel, you know, anything over the top. They have to. There's got to be someone there speaking for them legally. Legally, they so, have like somebody's got to sign up for this, right? Like somebody's <laughs> got to be there. Like they I have mean, to. <laughs> they can represent themselves. A lot of them can't, you know. So legally, yeah. But they can turn them down, right? I mean, a defense attorney doesn't have to take the job. No, they especially. I mean, a public defender has to take it, I believe, or they they have a a, a few. So one of them's got to take it. But for the most right. part, you know, yeah. I mean, you, she's you know a private. What I'm wondering is how did she get paid? Mm. Like the terrorist is going to pay her with what, with whatever money, like illegal. I, I don't know. I'm sure that she's got to get paid somehow. Right. Unless it's- no, a lot of them take bonus. the case to have a high profile case and not get paid. That's true. That is true. Some of them will take it because, but, but they only do that because they know that other people are going to hire them and then they're going to make a ton more money that way. Exactly. So yeah, that's true. I mean, you're still heading down this odd road of just taking blood money, essentially. I mean, who wants to take terrorist money or sex trafficker money for, you know, no. this? It's, it's like the people, def- yeah, defending Maxwell or Epstein. You're being Casey paid by Anthony. people who made their money not in the greatest way. Casey Anthony, yeah. Uh, she is not the only high-profile lawyer that Ghislaine Maxwell has. The 50-year-old, 58-year-old British media heiress also hired Christian Everdale, who spent more than a decade as an assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District Court in New York and um, helped bring down drug kingpin Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. Oh, wow. So Christian was but on the other side. There. He was on the right yeah. side on that one, yeah. And then came over to the dark side for for this particular case. So um, we'll see what happens I there. I wonder what their defense is. Like what? Like what are they going to do? They're going to talk. They're going to sit down with her and go, "All right, here's your defense." And then they have to come out with something. <laughs> they have to actually yep. come up with a plan. Like what's? It's either plead guilty and get some kind of weird deal, or somehow they're going to have to convince people that she's innocent. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that's a, that's a tall order for any, any attorney. I mean, I can't imagine another, another defense other than I was a victim too. And that's why. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. That's going to be it. Right. It's gotta be. I was, I was victimized early on at a young age and didn't know any better and then did all these things. None of it was my fault. Please and I couldn't get out. I was afraid to get out. I, yep. I can't imagine any other, what other route is there? You know, I, I can't even imagine another route. But by the way, right. like we, we talked to uh, Dylan Howard about this and we'll put a link in the descriptions on YouTube for that interview. And, you know, he, he believed that Ghislaine was going to cut a deal. I think that this girl coming in means that she's, she's going for it. I don't think she's going to cut a deal. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, you know, I don't think you start. I mean, I was gonna say I don't think you start bringing on these high-profile lawyers just to, just to cut it. I mean, maybe, but this other guy, Christian's already—he used to work where she's on trial, so he's already probably got a relationship with all the 
the prosecutors. So if you want to cut a deal and, and have good graces there, you've already got that element in place, you know? Right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, to cut a deal at this, I mean, it's either taking a very long time to come up with this deal or they're not going to, there's not going to be a deal. Yeah. I don't know. So, all right, let's see where we're at. I say no deal. Janine. No deal. Frank. I don't think there's going to be a deal. You think they're going right to trial? What's something this heinous of a crime? You know, this. Uh, how could how could you cut a deal? It's you give us what you. Well, then what's what's stopping her from not turning over and giving everything up? Yeah. Um, so the Epstein probe, Frank, you asked a little while ago if that is still ongoing. It is still ongoing, and prosecutors now who are prosecuting Epstein. Okay, even though he's dead, they are trying to prevent Ghislaine's uh, lawyers from getting any information in her trial. They're, so they so they have a bunch of stuff to turn over. They're not turn. This is not document dump, by the way. This is just discovery. They have a bunch of stuff to turn over to Ghislaine's lawyers. Right? They're trying not to give it to her until a couple of weeks before the trial. And legal experts are saying they're doing this move because uh, more arrests are expected. So the reason why they don't want to tip their hand onto who's who's involved to the to the Ghislaine people is because more people are going to be brought down, they believe, before her trial starts. So that's a hopeful thing. I know it may not yeah. look good to be like, oh, evidence not being turned over. It's being kept a secret. But I actually think that this is a good thing because more people are going to get arrested. Bring him down, baby. Um, can you take a guess as to what Howard Stern is going to be paid per year? This is obscene. I actually know the answer. Okay, you know the answer, so then you can't say, oh, you know what? You probably both know the answer. Janine, do you know the answer? I don't know the answer. I'll take a guess. Okay, take a guess. Mm, between 15 and 20 million? <laughs> Keep going. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. It's a Hold smidge on. higher. I'm going to change that. my answer. <laughs> I'm going to say. Are you looking it up right now? 150 million? No, I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> it takes me a while. All right, I'll tell you about it right after I tell you about Hero Soap Company. This is the best soap company uh, that I know of. This is the best soap that I have ever used. They use Fresh ingredient. I feel like I'm selling a food product because it, it feels like that. Fresh ingredients. Don't eat the soap. No chemicals, no preservatives, no power bands, which could cause bad things, actually. And that's in a lot of major production soaps that are in the country right now. Actually, somebody else sent me another bar. I will say this for another day. Some other pl place sent me a bar of soap and was like, do you want to try our soap? No. Whoa. No, I don't want to try your soap. I got the last soap I ever <laughs> need. Hero soap company link in the description below head on over there and grab a bar of soap if you buy a bar of soap they'll send a bar of soap to a troop in active duty right now and then part of the proceeds from your purchase goes to help build homes for veterans so that they can enter into a mortgage free home one less thing to worry about after they fought for our country it's truly what more truly could you ask for extraordinary yeah let me put the barcode up on the screen here. So if you're watching 
and you have your phone near you, open up your camera on your uh, phone and just stick it up there and you'll get the link right to their website. And you can save 20% on a subscription with the promo code Anthony. So keep that in mind too. Promo code Anthony, you save 20% off on a subscription. You can get one, two, three bars of soap a month. You can get one bar of soap a month for three months, four months, five, whatever it is, you customize your own plan and uh, you can get this extraordinary soap. I opened up the uh, peppermint and cool. That's been my go-to. I keep using those and it makes my bathroom smell like a spa, which is quite lovely. Which is what you need. Yeah, so support the podcast and support Hero Soap Company. Next show, you got to broadcast from the bathroom. (laughs) I think I might. I think I might do that. Do it. Yes. Let freedom clean. Visit our link over at uh, for Hero Soap Company. Uh, You can also, if you're not... uh, uh, able to click on it right now you can uh, visit our banner at anthonyonair.com our own website so new deal imminent with sirius xm howard stern 120 million dollars oh, 150 a year yeah wow, that's a lot yeah that's insanity for how many years so i believe this one is going to be uh i think six or seven years they're talking about Holy cow. Yeah, which is pretty surprising because he's 66. I was going to say, oh, he's 66? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. He doesn't uh, seem, he seems younger. He seems like he's in his 50s. Seems very young. That's right. Yeah, yeah, he seems, he seems very, very young. I think he's one of these young at heart sort of, uh, sort of guys. So- <coughs> yeah, he's not a frail, <coughs> fragile person. No, I mean, you he's know, very frail, he's- but... Oh, he's skinny, yeah, but yeah. he's he's not, uh, you know, he's very vocal and he's he oh, seems yeah. active, so that's good. So hey, if he can go another six, seven years on the radio, good for him. But 120 million. So a couple things to know here. Um, when he signed his first deal, they rumored it to be around 500 million dollars for five years, so 100 million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Um, basically he has to pay his whole entire staff out of that. So it's not like he's pocketing a check for that much money. He's got to pay Robin and Fred and the writers and the TV guys and all. So he's got a lot of, he's got like a hundred. I'm just saying like, my violin. this is me playing a violin. I'm not doing it for a sympathy play for Howard. I'm just saying he's still making a good chunk of change, but it's not like he's pocketing a hundred yeah, million dollars. Yeah. Right. He's he's spending that money. I mean, that that adds up health insurance and all that stuff. He's his own company, essentially. So he's paying a lot of that money out, you know, for for his staff. And he's got he's not getting 120. His show is getting 120 million. Right. So but his staff is about 100. He's probably over 100 people deep. Yeah. For staff, I would say. Yeah. It's not like they're playing paying a million dollars a person. It's going to be. Yeah. I'm sure Robin gets a big chunk. And uh, Fred probably gets a big chunk. So um, uh, they get a down big, from there. Yeah, they get a big, big chunk. Um, uh, Baba Bowie is a multi-million dollar producer. You know, he's been doing it for a sure. long time. He's well into the millions. Surprisingly, I bet Howard walks away with like fifty million. Yeah. Yeah. You know well, what? I would say less than that. You would you, you think? Yeah, I would. Before taxes. Yeah, I think he. I think oh, before yeah, before taxes, 
I would probably yeah. say maybe in the 40, 45, maybe 30, 30, right. like up the upper thirties, low forties. You're close, but I think less than that. 50. I think, I think he's got a lot maybe. of expenses. It's a lot. He's limo. The, the limo guy. What's his name? He's, he's the, uh, Ronnie. You know, yeah. He does security and is part of it. Like it, there's a lot, there's a lot of people. Yeah. yeah was that a million? Maybe. No, he pays more than a million then to them. Definitely. No, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Ronnie enough, but so he could take like 70 million and pay everybody. You think, or right. it's gotta be, you think he could do that? Well, he's got to give Robin a, a big chunk. I would oh, say, I'd say she'd say 60 million. How much? I'd say she makes 60 million a year. 60 million. I do. That's I half so. the amount. No, that's, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's exactly half of the whole thing. All right. That's how much I, I would like her for her to make. How about that? <laughs> That'd be great. No, I, I um, think she's good for 10, 15. 10, 20. Yeah. I, I think, think he's, so. I think he's very kind to, to, to her and Fred who have been with him from the end, but, and Gary yeah. and Baba Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. Who have been there from the beginning. But I, but weirdly, <laughs> oh. so this was, this was sort of, it's sort of a known thing now, but while, um, Artie was there. He was only making eight hundred thousand. That's it. Which is kind of low for probably because he didn't want him to spend it on drugs. So yeah, I get it. Could have been. Well, you could still spend eight hundred thousand on drugs. That's true. <laughs> Which he did. How long ago was he there? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, that was a, that was a while ago. That was during first contract. But what they thought was, I think I I don't know if they overthought that first contract that it was a little blown out of proportion. The five hundred million. And I think a lot of it was in stock too and not all necessarily cash. Then he signed a second deal. And this was right around the time that I got to hang with him for a couple of days. He, he came and did a thing with me and he told me this name here. Hold on. Yeah. Pick up the name. There you go. This is my only little insight to this. He told me that because he said to me, he goes, I just signed. He actually, I think he told us before it was, it was announced public. But it wasn't that big of a deal, though. He's like, I just signed. He goes, he was kind of like, what am I going to do? I love doing it. They they like having me. He goes, they gave me three days a week. This is when he went. Because in the beginning, he did four. Now he only does yeah, three days. Yeah, now he's only three. Yeah. Yeah. So I think. Yeah, he's living the life. I think I mean, they. Really? But I think they reduced the pay accordingly. Like, I, I think oh. they did. He didn't say anything. But I. it's kind of assumed that the money dipped a little bit on that renewal. Um, so this is a little surprising to hear that he actually got above and beyond where he was the first time around, you know, well, the thing is, yeah. they know they're going to lose viewers. They're going to lose. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, and plus you have to pay extra for his channel. So by the way, he is, and nobody will talk about this, but just kind of knowing what I know from people in the business, he's like, 80% of Sirius XM's yeah. business. I believe oh, why wouldn't he be? He is a right. large portion of it. I mean, but that it, that's great for him, but not great for not them. Not great for that. No. Yeah. No, that's their, that's their cash cow. They, he goes away. That's why they signed him for seven years or whatever it is. Yeah. That, that's why this one's a little bit longer too, I think. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I mean, if I'm Sirius XM, I got to start developing other people. 
But people might be wondering, like, why do you think, why all of a sudden the huge raise, what do you think it is? It's, I got one answer if you guys want to guess. What is it? Why the huge raise? Yeah. Huge. I don't know. Got two words for you. Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah. Joe Rogan changed the game when he signed his deal with Spotify. By the way, this wasn't really made too much of a big deal. It's in a couple of articles. I only heard from somebody I know, so it's not like I have huge inf insider information because it's in some articles now. But I heard this a couple of months ago. He went and talked to Spotify, which was oh. a good move. It was a good yeah. move. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Supposedly, these negotiations have leverage. been going on for like a year. And but it didn't work out. Prior to the pandemic, he went to go to Spotify. I would have continued to talk to Spotify. I think Spotify is... Uh, just super interesting. I mean, could you imagine if Spotify had both Joe Rogan and Howard Stern? Oh, they'd be insane. That would be the that's it, that one be, stop shop. A, plus Anthony, it would on kill air? everybody. Forget about it. That's all you need. That's the three right there. Can you? That's the tr holy triumphant triple play. Right there. The triple play. <laughs> yeah, but so he went to go. He went to go talk to them. And you know what? I will say the guy is, a again, he is a little bit of a master. He went and took a meeting with them. I don't know if it dragged on for too long. He didn't make Sirius XM feel bad about it, but he did have that discussion. And now here we are all these months later, and he comes out making more than he ever did before. He's smart. Which, he knows what he's doing. Which tells me also, too, by the way, that Rogan's deal is at least 100 mil and definitely probably north of that. Yeah. Man. because podcast properties ironically are almost a little bit more valuable than even regular radio terrestrial properties and you could kind really? of throw Sirius XM almost in that same in that same sort of a who saw Joe Rogan coming out of nowhere no, this guy who was obsessed with him no when he was when he was starting to to, to, to you know jive with everything and, and check kind of lock into place yeah everybody was like oh he's got he's gonna be big because he's he's got all these people on but before that he was doing ufc and fear factor and all that like who's that's what i'm saying who saw him coming up to be this huge paid millionaire agree, you Frank. know about nine about nine years ago so when he was doing when he was doing um uh fear factor no i, I didn't see this coming no but uh, towards the end of Fear Factor, I don't even know when the overlap was, but about nine years ago or so, um, he was doing the podcast. And so I was listening to it and I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. And then he made a deal or I forget how it went down, but Rogan's podcast was actually on XM at the time. I don't think they were serious XM. And he went on the Opie and Anthony channel. So on the weekends, you could hear the Rogan podcast. That didn't last too long. It kind of disappeared. And I read in an interview later that he was like, they wanted to take my podcast, but they didn't want to pay me for it. They just wanted the exposure. Like they wanted to give me the exposure, but they didn't want to pay me for, for doing it for them or do a show for them. That's or a bunch whatever. of crap. So when he told Sirius XM or XM at the time or whatever it was to go scratch, and he was just going to do his podcast. I said, this, this guy, he's got it. He, he's he's going to, he's got the money. He's got something else funding it. 
all you have to do is keep going and it'll build and build and build and build. And then one day we're going to get to a point which and by the way, everybody saw this coming where ad agencies will value podcasts more than terrestrial radio, which we're basically there now. And he's going to come out as a big winner. Now, I didn't see 100 million from Spotify just as a licensing deal coming. But the fact but he's been making 30 mil a year doing that podcast for the last five, six years. Oh, wow. They they say his last they they say his last year or two. They don't really know. But before that, it was at least 30 million dollars a year. And that's just rough estimates coming from, again, ad agency people, you know. Hey, you get the numbers that you could charge what you want. Hell yeah, you he's, can. He's big. What are you going to do? Yeah. Huge. Absolutely yeah, huge. So, but ironically, in the weird way, you know, and Rogan will give Stern credit for, for paving the way, but Rogan definitely scratched Stern's back here in this scenario because if he doesn't make that huge deal and make Spotify a huge player, there's nowhere else for Stern to go. And that was sort That's of... True. That was their that was their sort of thing last time around. And he said the same thing. Like he was like, What was I gonna ask for? I asked for less days. He's like, There's not there's no Well, was, he could have I feel like Stern could have just as easily did the the Rogan thing and, and had been their horse to back, you know. He could have. Yeah. You know, he could have taken the Rogan deal. He could have. I think he's afraid of podcasting. I, I, to be yeah. honest with you. He's got that old it's, mindset. It's basically the same thing. No, but Janine's right. Old, older people, they, they don't. Can't, they can't do it. They don't get it. I think they're afraid of the word podcast. They're afraid of oh, the, it's on the internet. You're gonna. That's a waste of time. Blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? It's it's not even older people. It is it's older radio people because they're so like this is the way it is. They don't understand. Like a betrayal to do it another way. Yeah. So, I mean. Frank's works for some radio companies. I've worked for some radio companies. Me too, we, you know. But <laughs> we've seen this coming for a really long time. I mean, it's the writing's been on the wall, you know. And you got some people in that business that are still like, nah, we'll be just fine. Like, it'll be fine. Like, hmm. Sirius XM came onto the scene, well, Sirius and XM, and they both advertised on radio stations, and regular radio stations <laughs> took their money. <laughs> to push their product like how stupid can you be they took it that was weird i i always thought i i hear these commercials on regular radio i'm like you're you're promoting the competition yeah what are you doing yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that made no sense to me even to this day if you listen to regular radio you probably hear audible commercials and spotify mm-hmm. commercials and they're, they're still doing it <laughs> they're still doing it i know it's something different no, it's not. Oh, yeah. It's it? a book. On, on, yeah. Well, if they're listening to the book, they're not listening to you. No. What's crazy, though, is SiriusXM spent all this money on putting satellites into the, you know. That's right. When when that is like such an old, like, like it, there's going to be, there's going to come a time where they're just, you're going to get that stuff off of Wi-Fi strictly and they're not going to worry, bother with stupid satellites yeah. anymore. Because that upkeep is just insane to, you know. You know. It, it's weird that uh, I don't understand why radio they're doing. They're essentially doing podcasts anyway. Just take what they do on the air. Turn it into a, you know, take out the commercial, the, the um, 
the, the songs, the music, and then just mm -hmm. put it in a, into a podcast. Uh, and you're right there. It doesn't work that way, you though. Know. It doesn't work that way because when, we, when I started doing this podcast, it wasn't as popular when it was just remnants of whatever I was doing on the air. When, I, when, I, when we made this just this, like here we are just for you, the podcasting audience, the YouTube audience, the Facebook video audience, it, it cha it's, it's a world of difference. It's a world of it difference. It is different. You're, following, you're not following the same rules because radio, they're, the rules are stricter, I feel. They're stricter, but it's all just approach. Like in radio, you got to kind of get it, get it in and done in, in a certain amount of time, whereas this you can have that longer form conversation. It's just nicer. It's just more, it's just more comfortable. So that's the Howard deal. I think they're going to announce at any moment. It's pretty much imminent. It's leaking out. They're talking about it on the stock market. It's pumping um, up. Uh, it's pumping up Sirius XM stock, which is great for them. And uh, obviously, it's good for Howard. The guy's still at the top of his game. Uh, for I sure. mean, if we told Sirius, we, we will do it for half that. Just, you know, pay us <laughs> half of that. And we'll do the same show. We'll do the three of us. That's it. We don't have to pay so many people. All right, Sidian. What's the problem? The the weird thing, jeez, that came out of nowhere. That took a while for you. I didn't even hear her. There's what a delay. She... There's a delay. I said, and, "All right, uh... Asibian." <laughs> Nobody wants to see you ride Asibian, Janine. We... <laughs> no, they definitely don't. Frank, on the other hand, though, absolutely. Yeah. I might have one hanging behind me. Uh, you know, one of these days. Actually, I would like to see Frank on one of those stupid things. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that um, I'm going to have to head out. Yeah, I'll leave it up to you. All right. Bye. A pleasure, Janine. Thanks for leaving us with that. I'm leaving you with that <laughs> image of me riding a Sibian. All right, later. <laughs> Check me out on OnlyFans. Bye. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there goes Janine. On to her OnlyFans shoot. Very big, uh, very big Jeez. deal. It's a very big deal. <laughs> Good luck to her on that one. Um, our last thing here, Frankie C. Oh, um, yeah. So this is an AI commercial where one of the kids, is, one of yeah. the kids that was killed in Parkland came back to do a commercial through artificial intelligence, through AI. Let's get into that. But first, I want to talk about the uh, Anthony on Air store which is open now and has some of our amazing swag like logo t-shirts that you can see right there we got the mugs and everything else by the way this is quickly becoming the most popular design that we have the i award you no points and may god have mercy on your soul yeah why wouldn't it and that was yours frank that you came up with that one day um from from the uh sandler movie obviously from billy madison uh allegedly uh, you was can, that mine? Did I come up with that? Well, you said it to me once after I was explaining something. Oh, <laughs> you were right. like, okay. That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I award you no <laughs> points. So, so you can get this on a mug. You can get it on a t-shirt. You can get it on um, a sweatshirt. Uh, so that's one of our designs. Also, another, I think, right up there in popularity is our Spectrum microphone design. And we're working on getting this in other sizes. I know there's a little bit of a sizing issue with this design. We're working on it. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, but uh, grab some swag over at the AnthonyOnAir.com store, which you can get through a link or through AnthonyOnAir.com. Go there and check it out. Uh, we got a lot of really, really cool stuff. So I want to I get your thoughts on this and everybody that's listening and watching. You know, tweet at us, write in the comments, um, whatever. 
because I don't really know what to think of this. It's pretty it's it's a fairly interesting idea. So it's this, amazing. This commercial, and again, I could play it for you in good quality, but we'll get nailed for copyright. So I have to play it through my phone. But I'll put a link in, you know, I'll put a link in the description on YouTube on our YouTube channel so you can get like a clear view of it if you'd like. But essentially this ad starts with the parents of this child who was killed. So let me hold this up for you and play a smidge. Yeah, they're basically explaining why they they Two did years the ad. Ago, our beautiful son Joaquin was shot and killed at Portland. Every day I think about him and what his last moments must have been like. Meanwhile, Every day, nearly 100 more families lose someone they love to gun violence. Okay, you get it. I, we don't have to drag it on. You, you understand it, right? That's how the commercial starts. And then the commercial goes into the actual kid who they remade through artificial intelligence. He comes yeah, on. That's a deep fake, it's called. Right. Yo, it's me, it's Guac. I've been gone for two years and nothing's changed, bro. People are still getting killed by guns. What is that? And again, I'm not, I'm not gonna drag it out again. You can watch it, you can watch it if you want. You know, again, the link will be in the description. Yep. But essentially they built, I mean, I mean, just look at, I'll bring this uh, closer here for you. I, I mean, it looks yeah, even. In the, in, before in the ad, the, the mother even says it's hard for her to watch it, but um, obviously they both, the parents both feel that it's a, uh, uh, it's worth it to spread the the message. Yeah, that they're spreading, which which is good. Uh, by the way, I, my opinion. Now let me say this: I'm not criticizing the parents. I would never do that to those two people. I think whatever they need to go through is fine with me. Absolutely. But somebody had to come up with this before they got to the parents. And I guess my question is, is is this inappropriate? Because the tech side of me, like, I'm like, this is kind of awesome. Like the fact that they were able to use AI with pictures of this kid, voice whatever, you know, I guess from his old recordings or whatever, and bring him kind of back that's amazing that is really cool and i'm a big fan of that yeah and then on the other side what they did was they had they had a kid that kind of matched his physical uh appearance then they mapped his face the the, the guac i think it, his name was yeah his they name is joaquin his but his, the, his, his, his nickname, his nickname is was guac. guac correct yeah right so they matched his face onto the actor i guess and i don't know how closely the voice matches but Apparently it's close enough to be to be scary close. You know, it's 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 pretty accurate, according to the parents, at least. I don't, you know, don't know the the deceased, but yeah, I assume that they used like they used old samples to like pitch the new voice to the level that it had to be to match it. Yeah, to match right. as good as I could, as good as I could. But again, like so, there's another side of me that's kind of like a little freaked out and a little like I don't know if this really is a good thing if this is really appropriate, you know, because, because the odd thing here, Frank, to be honest with you, the odd thing here is 
you know, if I lost a loved one, forget children. I can't even I can't even imagine that. So let's just forget that for a second. But if you lost a loved one um, and you could virtually recreate them. I don't know if that's healthy, but let's say we're pretending that it's wonderful. I don't know if I would then say, you know what Aunt Terry would have loved to do is filming a, a go out and vote commercial. That's what she would have just absolutely loved. Well, like, I think there's differences. I mean, he the, he's he is uh, talking about something that took his life. You know, he's not talking about you know save the whales. He's talking about gun violence, something that happened. He said, "I can't talk about it anymore because I am, I, you know, I'm no longer here." Right. So this is something. It's not like he's you know promoting Pringles or something. He's he's doing something that. <laughs> you know, that directly affected his, his life and ended his life. So, yeah, it's, it's, so it's a, know, it's like, a heavy topic. It's not, it's not Pringles. It's a heavy topic. I get it's it. It's definitely a heavy topic. It's yeah. definitely, you know, and it's, it's, you know, a cause that I'm sure his parents ever since that tragedy happened have been vocal about, have been, you know, with other parents about, and found that they were getting close to nowhere with it. Right. So uh, after two years of frustration, I'm sure someone came to them. It only happened two ways. It either someone came to them or they went to someone. And this idea formed. Deep fakes are out there, you know, so it's, it's possible to do. And I got to tell you, it's, if you're going to get a message across, this is a I feel like an effective way to do it only because it's it's impactful. It's so but okay, is it not jarring, I guess is the word. Um I don't know, attention grabbing. Is it is it impactful or is it is it a little kind of ridiculous? Like do you find it like a little abs like does it miss the mark and a little absurd? Because like here's my thought, right? If I want to sell this idea of we haven't done a thing about gun violence and we got to get that out there, I think mom and dad are good enough for me. Like, you don't have to go to this, this extreme level to convey this message. What, if it's not hurting anybody... I mean, it's a, it's an extreme message. It is. That's an extreme um, action that the parents took. Because again, you're trying but to convince now. Yeah. You're trying to. You're not trying to convince people that are in favor of better gun control in the country. They're already yeah, in favor. You're trying to talk to the people that are in favor of whatever you know. Guns right. are leaving everything right, as is, no matter what. Right. Right how do they react to it? Are they going to just be like, I feel like they're going to be like, this is utterly ridiculous that people would go to this crazy length to, to kind of put this message out there. Yeah. But if, yeah, but if a hundred, if a hundred percent of the people said that, then I could see your point. But if there's even the slightest chance that their message would change 1% of the people that mm. see it, then they've, uh, they, they've took another step forward you know, for, with their message. Right. But did they though, or would it just showing a picture of this 
beautiful young boy and the fact that he's not here anymore with voiceover would do the same kind of thing. The thing is, they that's been a thing for a long time and nothing's changed. The, like like uh, the actor or um, I don't even know how to refer to Guac in the in the in the commercial says, I've been gone for two years and nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. changed. Yeah. No matter how many pictures you put up of the deceased, of people affected by it, their families, not one thing. I think there was a couple of regulations that were passed, but nothing huge, nothing, um, you know, life changing for anybody. Yeah, no, it was a it was a national conversation for a little while there. I remember President Trump had some meetings with some Congress people and whatever, and then it fell to the wayside like it usually does. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it Um, happened. Yeah, unfortunately, it goes from a tragedy. And then everybody's talking about it and they want change. They want change. They want change. A couple of weeks go by, it dies down, it dies down. And then nobody's talking about it anymore until unfortunately the next tragedy. Yeah. Cause I'm one of these people that, uh, that always wants us to be at our best. You know, I, I totally. want us to always strive to be at our best. And I don't know if we're at our best with that per se. Whereas like we with can, what with the commercial or with no, 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 with with where we are at with um, with some of the semi-automatic weapons and things of that nature and mental yeah, health care. Yeah, I, I just think overall, without taking people's Second Amendment rights away, we could probably be doing a better job. But it seems like people just want to shift this conversation into you're taking away my second amendment or you're, you know, you're not like, I I just don't think it's a black and white conversation, which a lot of people want to just push you into. In fact, as we're saying this, I'm sure there's somebody in the comments right now or somebody tweeting us. How could you say this? How they think that's up to them. And it's like, I don't, like, I don't, I, I recognize the, the, uh, I understand the power of the second amendment. I just feel, and I think it should stay. I just feel like we could maybe fine tune everything a little bit, including the mental health that's aspect. And I think that's all that side is saying. Yeah, is that we're not trying to take everything away. We it's an amendment, and amendments change over the years. They evolve. They you know people add things, people change the wording. That's why you know there's over two dozen of these. You know they change. They yeah. People add stuff that you know they have. They have to. That's what makes them amendments to the Constitution. They it's beautiful for a country. The ability to change a little bit. So now I don't own a weapon. I don't own a gun. Frank, you don't own a gun, correct? Maybe I don't want to give that away. No, I don't. Know. We have several friends that do own guns, and every one of our gun owning yeah. friends have all said the same thing to us. Like I, I don't see the harm in, in fine tuning this thing and. So and and by the way, most gun people that I talk to, they're kind of like the same way. So I I don't understand this big huge fight, but I think it's part of a whole other huge fight. So uh, I don't want to get into that. I want to talk about this. Is this? I wonder to myself, is this healthy? Like, are we opening up Pandora's box here by doing something like this? Because where does it stop? Where do we go from here? Like, I made the joke about my you know my aunt you know pushing Pringles. But we're talking about yeah. this because it's kind of a big idea. If I did let them get my dead aunt to push Pringles, I bet you that would be a massive story. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's also, I mean, that I think he was a, a minor and those are his parents giving the permission. So I think, you know, within 
reason. There has to be some kind of regulation for, for those things. Is that? But I, um, I I feel like how far away are we from Frank Sinatra literally walking into frame and 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 pushing a uh you know a see, vodka that, like that would be up to his estate. I mean, you can't stop it if that's what they wanted to do. But it's kind of creepy. But also with this deep fake sure stuff, this deep fake stuff, like. Are we at an unhealthy, like, is this unhealthy? Like this mother, obviously, obviously she suffered a great loss. And this is sort of one of her things that she, she's trying to not let it happen to any other parent, which I admire and I can appreciate. And so she's going to this length from, but she feels like this is worth doing, which I get. But is this, oh, is this for her mental health? Is this a healthy thing knowing that like she can like watch her, her son like to me that's gotta that's gotta screw with your your psyche a little bit and mess I'm you sure up a little bit my, my i don't know but maybe it's just different enough that she can look at it and say I'm not. she could look oh, at it sorry. and say what that she could look at it and say well it's not him it's not right. him okay how it's, it's it's you know what i mean i guess my question is is how far away are we from this that this is the first time we've ever seen something like this really because this deep fake thing is relatively new how far away are we from this to when somebody that you know dies you just upload their picture to a website and now you can, and you can just keep you, chatting with them and yeah yeah like nothing like nothing happened like nothing yeah. happened how far away are we from that i don't think we're far at all because it seems creepy and bizarre but i'm telling you right now there'll be 100 years from now there'll sure. be some young silicone valley buck sitting in front of some angel investor going here's here it is here's the algorithm i built it everybody Could can be. upload their picture can, they can upload a voicemail or whatever and then suddenly you can be talking to you know, Aunt Terry again, and it'll be like she well, was never gone. Well, it's funny you mentioned it because I, I watched uh, Social Dilemma. You did? Don't say anything. We have to save that for yes. a specific episode, but go ahead. Okay, because I was going to bring up a point. Don't. With it. Don't. Don't. Don't? Don't. I want that to be right. Social Dilemma review has got to be a separate podcast. I'm so glad you watched right. it, though. I did. Friday episode? Should it be the Friday episode? When else? Okay. Maybe the next episode will be the social dilemma discussion. Uh, did you see the movie Ready Player One? Yes. Okay. This to me is that. Like, th like for, from this no, to that. I think it's different. I can see it. That's more virtual reality and putting yourself in a, in a virtual world. The... What you're talking about with deep fake and stuff like that is like, there was a movie, oh, who was it? Uh, I think it was uh, Keanu Reeves, maybe? Mm-hmm. Where he, or either Keanu Reeves or Tom Cruise, something like that, he, he, puts, his mind, he puts his mind into a computer. Mm-hmm. And after he's dead, he's still kind of, I, I didn't see the movie, but he's still kind of, uh, an active person that, that uh, you know talks to everybody and, and is still like in charge of stuff. So uh, it's it's that it's it's 
transferring da- you know data from your from a person to a computer. Yeah, because That's like, different. like you see a movie like that years ago and you go, "Oh, this is so futuristic and crazy." But now I could actually now you can start connecting the dots and you can start yep. seeing the lines of when when do people die? And will ever will people ever die? If we can get to this, will people ever truly then die? Yes. Yes, of course they will. I mean, but you know, people right now, people live on in pictures and movies and home movies and stuff like that. It's just going to be, I'm not saying I'm for or against it. I'm just saying it's going to be a different way to keep their memory alive. Even if it's, it's just, even if it's way yeah. extreme. Yeah. I mean, it's true. You're li- it's just a different way to keep their memory alive. It's a bit more advanced way to keep their memory alive. But I just I feel if I mean, once weird. your physical body is, is gone, you know, that, that's when you die. And then a- anything after that in this world is going to be just, you know, a, a photo of them or a living photo. of. Yeah. Them, but you know? again, I can I can connect the dots between this and upload a picture or a couple of videos of Aunt Terry and we'll build you, you know, fill out this there questionnaire was, of Aunt Terry. Have you ever seen have you ever seen the the. Um, the TV show, it's it's a cartoon, but it's made by The Simpsons, Futurama. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I know of it. Okay. So basically, he's frozen, comes back, unfreezes a thousand years from now, in the year 3000. And one of the episodes, he, you know, he, he, um, he goes online and he wants to, he has a big crush on Lucy Liu. That's his, that's his celebrity crush. Okay. And his friends, everybody he works with says, well, we could just go down to the store and, and get you a, a Lucy Lou robot. And they go to the store and they plug in to a, fr- you know, a basic robot. They plug in the, the, uh, the memory and the, the, the looks of everything of Lucy Lou and boom, Lucy Lou's now a robot. And, and they, now she's attracted to the main character and that's the whole thing. So it's, it's like, I feel like that's a thousand years from now. And I feel like we're, we're itch, inching closer to that. Way closer because again, I can connect the dots from from like I can upload a picture and I can talk to to Aunt Terry, you know, like I like Aunt Terry at first will probably just say some crude messages like, "Hi, sweetie, how are you?" and "How is everything?" to then putting on uh you know the Oculus goggles and then freaking walking around Aunt Terry's house and she's serving you tea and you just and it's Ready Player One and you don't know the difference between the real and well that's. Ready Player One, they, they knew the difference. It was they put on a thing, they were playing the game, and they, you know. But if it comes to the point where we don't know the difference, that's where I feel like where it's extremely dangerous. Well, I mean, we're already kind of doing it now where we put on these huge goggles. And if you look at Ready Player One, right, one of the things was they were selling these suits that so that if somebody touched your arm, you, you put the suit on and you, you could feel actually it, yeah. feel them touching your arm and you could feel... And there were different goggles and every like, so we kind of, oh, yeah. it's really strange to say, but it feels like, you know, I know, and I'm a big proponent of the phone. I'm not one of these fearing, you know, phone people, but it feels like this eventual marriage between human and, and machine is like, I, I, I just feel like it's, it's coming. It's on its way to where is we're it a just, marriage or is it? computer surpassing uh uh human i don't know i i don't know because they're already talking about i i i was 
I was reading this interesting article about the phone because Elon Musk is starting to experiment with the brain. He's putting chips into, you know, pigs, brains and all this stuff, right? Jeez. And, um, you know, and, and, and here's the thing. As with all things, and this is kind of what crosses into that social dilemma conversation. As with all things, the intentions always start off so good. Like guac in this commercial, mom and dad, their intentions are so good, but it, things evolve and change, and then other people want to get in on it, and then eventually it goes like, holy cow. But, you know, so what Elon is trying to do is, you know, for people who are paralyzed or whatever, you know, he thinks that through this stimulation, he can he can get people back up and running again using their fingers and everything. But if you do that, then you're thinking, how far away are you? Because what's funny is, well, that's where law, that's where law needs to come in and, and, and sort of put a, put a regulation on stuff. That's it, where, you know, that's like with, with a, uh, an automobile. Yeah. The automobile is great. It gets us from A to B, but what's to stop people from building their own, Super powered rocket automobile that goes to a million miles an hour. Government regulations, yes. Law. True. True. But like they were saying, so in this thing that I was reading, they were saying, what's the difference between what you live your life by the phone? It's got your calendar in it, your appointments, all your contacts, it's your communication device. The main flaw in this is I have to physically press this to make it work and that's where mistakes I love I love how you see that as a flaw. No, I because I have to move my arm. Because that do this. No, but this article <laughs> is saying that's where mistakes can happen. You can put in a wrong address. You could put in the wrong time, right? You can do you think something your computer, your hard drive thinks something and it is flawless. And the only time a mistake can occur from getting it to yours to this is you inputting it's it's input it's just data input is all all this is touching the phone screen is just data input so it's the only time in this process that something can go wrong so how long until these people eliminate that problem you know what i'm saying and well just, who's to say that up here is is flawless this isn't flawless well no it's not what well, you're thinking but... yeah no i'm saying like your mistake could start before it even gets to your finger to throw into the phone you know you put the wrong addressing because you think you got the right address in your head true there's the mistake there you know so there's going to be flaws with almost everything but if you look at the process it's the data input that has the biggest that's your biggest hole in the in the in the security of right but the data input sometimes is mistaken because you're thinking the number one you think the number one is right when in reality it should have been a two true but you're true. you're convinced that it's one but so anyway, my point is, though, is that like it feels like, you know, again, this is going to start to get people who are, you know, disabled or paraplegics or whatever, you know, back to, you know, their regular states. And it, it does it then go, well, then we could just put your phone in your head and then you don't. Where's my phone or was it? You don't have to worry about that anymore to that was us, another future on episode. Us just being in, <laughs> in this in this thing of like, you know, it. You know, just just shoot a chip in there when they're born, and know. and you're off and running. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. I mean, look at uh, hundred years ago. Shut up. I'm sure they said the same thing about radio. Yes. 
you know, oh, what's, you know, I could just put the, you know, what's to stop me from putting the radio in my car? It's like, you know, and then they did it and then we all kind of got used to that. and we're, we're fine with it now. Yeah. I can remember a time, I can remember a time where I was like, I want a TV in my bedroom and my grandfather, grandfather being like, a TV in your bedroom? Like how? One TV for the house is all you need. And it shouldn't be on all the time. In that room. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, like that was to, to my grandfather. I just remember him thinking that was the most absurd thing a child could. Po he thought I was so spoiled with a television <laughs> in the bed. And by the way, not a not, I'm talking back in our day, kids. I'm talking about a like a 13 inch like, you know, yeah. TV. Yeah, this big. You this have to big, maybe change it like this thing. This deep and, and you know, who's this big? Oh, in the, the tubes. I yeah. don't, all the kids today don't know the horror of, of those old two uh, TVs. A, yeah, I don't know if you caught me there. Yeah, but you know what? The tube television. Yeah, they where, probably all ask. Where all the weight is in the front by the screen, so when you pick it up, you fall. <laughs> or you put it on the little rickety stand like I did, and one day you come home and it's just face first on the floor. <laughs> yeah, there was no hanging it on the wall. You couldn't hang that on the wall. Yo, no. <laughs> And you couldn't like put it in the wall because it would get insanely hot, and yeah. God forbid <laughs> it started fire. Yeah, TVs were not uh, perfected, and also they don't make walls that thick to begin with. So they don't. Yeah, no, they don't. Yeah, but you know it's funny. Kids probably wanted kids TV in the kids' room was probably so commonplace in the last few years where now i don't know if kids are even asking for tvs in their room they probably just want an ipad or a, you know a phone or whatever. yeah exactly the tvs aren't i mean that's the that's a good point my nieces are uh 12 and 14 and they don't have a tv in their room they yeah this, that's it they just have the, they have their phone or that's so strange because you would think that that's like a, a no-brainer yeah, thing, iPad. but I guess that's I can I can see it. I can see kids not wanting TVs in their room anymore. Why? What are they watching on TV that they're not? You know that they they got their iPad, they hooked into the internet. What are they watching? Channel Five? You know what the hell are they watching? <laughs> I'm watching that. I'm watching Top Chef. <laughs> they don't give a crap about that stuff. No. What about? Uh, I gotta watch my stories. What about stereos? Because I remember when we were kids, getting us getting your own stereo in your room was a this huge deal. This is the deal. stereo now. This is it. Yeah, right. They probably want a Bluetooth speaker and yeah, in, in their in their uh, ear pods. That's it. They don't need a stereo to blast out. No one's telling the kids to turn down the radio anymore. Yeah, that's twenty years ago. There's there. I, I saw this thing online once. It was so funny. He. Uh, this guy was going, um, if I would have told you 50 years ago that instead of buying your kid a car, you instead would give them a bunch of money so that they can call a stranger, a complete and total stranger, and have them pick them up, and they would get in a stranger's car to go somewhere, and you would feel more safe about that. And he's like, you would thought I was crazy. He goes, but that's what every parent is doing with Uber today. Well, you know, it's a company. Uber is a company that, you know, they wouldn't put my kid in a car with, with a non-professional. What makes that Uber driver? And nothing against Uber, but these aren't, you know, people in a, on a staff that you hired 
you know, you interviewed and you went did a background check, right? I don't know. No, how, they have background checks. They, do they? Of With course. Every Uber driver. Of course. Okay, so I'm yeah. wrong. And and it works on okay. the rating system. So if you're a really bad person or a bad driver or not good person, yeah. you don't well, get the first person, <laughs> that first driver. Yeah. If you're the first customer in that car. Yeah. You know, there's no way to tell if who's rated what. You're the guinea pig. But it's not it's not even like that anymore because you see all the people's stats, what people have said about them. A lot of them have been doing well, it for again, a long time. The first person. First person. If years I'm a new ago. Driver, yeah. I'm yeah. picking up my, my first you know, I'm not I'm picking up my first client. I don't have a rating yet. But now, like you said, your your niece, let's when your niece is nineteen and twenty, would you rather her drive into the city to go and get some drinks or would you rather her take an Uber? Train. Train. <laughs> <laughs> get on the train, baby. That's yeah, because there's track. no there's no strangers on the train, Frank. There are cops walking around sometimes. There's no cops in the Uber. <laughs> <laughs> There is a camera recording everything, so if anything goes wrong, you have evidence. Oh, great. If anything goes wrong, we'll have full documentation of it. Just saying. Which is fine. But, you know, you just, the point is you don't want it to go wrong in the first place. Right. It's not foolproof, but it's better than, uh, it's better than yeah, yeah, sure, honey, take the car out. Go ahead. Go drink it with your friends. I, I, never want, I never understood why there aren't cameras inside the train cars. Got me. Why aren't there? Yeah, why aren't there more? Uh... You know, that's where I feel like a lot of the bad crap happens. Yeah, a lot of stuff happens on the platform, but pickpockets and whatever else is yeah. going on. No, you're right. They got air conditioners in yeah, there. Why don't the they got? Cars. Why don't they got a camera in there? It makes total sense. Makes total yeah. sense. How much could one camera get the whole shot of the train? You know, come on. I got a camera in like every room in my house right now, so it's not the, like. Shouldn't be that difficult to yeah. get one into the train. Put a, put a ring cam up at the front of the train. Seriously. Do something. Yeah. We have major upgrades to do. Don't you feel like all across the board, everywhere, we got a lot of work to just kind of like freshen everything up a little yeah. bit. We're nowhere near where we need to be. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. Yeah. I, There's I a agree. lot of crap missing that we should have already. I totally agree. I totally agree. All right, uh, Hero Soap Company, sponsor of this episode. Appreciate all that they do. If you buy a bar of soap, they send a bar to a troop. Uh, somebody who's actively serving in the uh, Army and military right now. Uh, and, of course, part of their proceeds go to uh, build homes, mortgage-free homes for veterans. This company was started by a veteran, and their soaps are made here in the USA with no parabands or artificial anything i'm gonna get that bar of soap that anything. somebody sent me i'm gonna we're gonna compare the ingredients and see what's what um, yeah that'd be great i'd love to see it in, yeah in, on the on camera a little side by side uh the freshest uh smelling soap i've ever had made my whole bathroom smell like a spa it was truly amazing and if you uh, open up your uh phone uh, your phone's camera and put it at the screen right now if you're watching on facebook or youtube uh, it'll take you right to the website where you can save 20% off on a subscription, which is uh, you can order however much soap you want, and they'll give you that soap every single month. Uh, use that promo code Anthony. If not, if you just buy a bar of soap, again, you'll be helping support our podcast as well as our troops that are fighting for us and our veterans that have fought for us. They're a truly incredible a beautiful company. Thing. Yeah, who make a great product. Uh, and I, uh, I wholly support that. Even their, even their 
packaging is is that is first class yeah and wonderful it's it's waterproof so when they ship it to you there's no there's no sort of damage or you know the amazon guy leaves it outside or ups guy whatever leaves it outside melting out everywhere not gonna have a problem whatsoever not a problem whatsoever um let freedom clean that's what they say and i love that made in the usa so go support hero soap company link in the description or if you're listening on uh the podcast side go to anthonyonair.com and click on the banner it'll take you right to the page and again give the uh, podcast the credit uh so that uh we can continue to make the episodes that we make anything else there frankie c uh no we're in the middle of the week and uh hey we're getting into fall halloween's coming up are you excited or not I know you have uh, a couple of kids. Are they into it? I'm excited. I'm going trick or treating. I'm, you know, you're doing it. I'm doing it. I, I'm, you know, cool. Look, uh, by me, there's not a ton of people. You know, um, a lot, most people wind up just putting their buckets outside. You know, right. I look. I think the thing to do is you tell people, hey, and I know this is not going to be for everybody, but you say, put a bucket outside, open your door. Look at the screen door. Look at the whatever you got there. Just that you could see the kids. Hey, you guys look great. Bubble tech, take some candy. That's it. Stay, stay a distance. I'm, I'm having a little trouble with people staying, staying a distance. Like I just met with somebody to that's looking to do something in my house, and it, and I was kind of like, you know, he gave me the elbow thing. Too we close for comfort. We don't got to do the elbows. This is bolt. Get away from me. Nice, <laughs> just, nice wave is fine. Hey, that's it. Just wave. Hey, it's a beautiful thing. How you doing over there? Let's go back to the wave. I'm I'm all for the wave. Yeah, yeah. So I think trick or treating can done be done responsibly. I I understand that in New York City or Chicago, and apartment buildings and that's a whole different thing. That's not what I'm talking about. I, I live in a neighborhood, so for me it's a little bit easier. We're gonna go out, do our few houses here. The kids love it. They like to get dressed. You know, we got some older people in the neighborhood that like to see the kids and stuff, and they get a big thrill out of that. So we're going to do it. You know, that's what we're going to do. Good. We're going to be safe. but we're Yeah, gonna... and I feel like anybody handing out candy, at the very least, wear a mask if you're going to interact with people. I would. I will not be going near anybody if they're not wearing masks, uh, for right. sure, for sure. To be honest with you, I'm, you know, I, I don't even know how many bells we're going to really ring. It's more so we're going to just walk by, and if there's the candy out, go get the candy. That's kind of exactly. I don't want to, you know, if someone grabs the candy and hands it to you, I mean, is that that's got to be a a red flag too? No, it's not great. I mean, you know, again, they say it's it's on things, but it's more just transmissible through the air than anything else. Uh, Right. So not great. Um, You know, I don't love it. But again, you know what winds up happening? It's my kids are so small still that they're just excited for the whole process. Yeah, they're just gonna be out walking around. Yeah, and and they they don't wind up touching half of the stuff anyway. We wind up throwing it all out, to be honest with you, because it's. So are you so... going to be like cleaning the like all the candy is going to be obviously in its own wrapping and stuff? Are you going to be like cleaning it up or anything, whatever you give them? I probably would be inclined to do so. My wife probably would judge me for it. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. You yeah, know, just what... have like a. I would say I recommend maybe having like one of those wipes, like a, a yeah. not a Clorox. Yeah, no, they have the we, like uh, we an do have those. Antibacterial wipe or something. Yeah, that'd probably be the move. Just wipe it off quick and give it to the kid yeah. to eat it. Yeah, just drop it in your hand with the cloth, and then there you go. 
last year we got back from trick-or-treating we ordered a pizza the kids ate a pizza they each ate like two or three pieces of candy they went to bed that was it you know that was literally it they yeah. didn't think about the candy they just want to dress up yeah they want to dress up and getting the candy is more exciting to my kids at this point than actually eating the candy you know yeah that, that's understandable and getting that admiration from the neighbors of like oh you look so good you know that kind of stuff yeah i'll be dressing up my dog are you have it i don't know i, I uh, haven't figured out i don't know if she'll be up for it but uh if we have something that's comfortable for her maybe are you gonna lean towards not really doing that though are you gonna free that witch you got hanging from your co-rack back there what's uh it looks like a witch but it's actually an empty there's no clubs in it golf bag nice. you see there's some golf balls and things here but uh yeah that is a golf bag which i am missing sorely missing playing golf when was the last time you played uh, I'd say two years ago. I didn't play last summer because uh, I just I didn't have time. It was a busy summer and stuff. I just didn't get around to it. I played the year before that with my dad, and then I haven't played since. But obviously, this year I didn't get a chance to go out. But I'm looking forward to when I uh, when I can do that again. I think they're opening courses, dude. There, from what I understand, open. it's outside, and you're not really near anybody for the most part. But yeah. still, I'm kind of a little weary. From what I understand, they are humming the golf courses are they because uh, like you said it's one of the activities you could do you know safely and you're outside and it's been great yeah, weather here in the northeast yeah. for the most part yeah you're not near too many people yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't probably drive a cart i'd probably walk if i did it yeah but you if know? you if you went with your wife or your brother or whatever you know somebody that you you know you're in the same household or whatever you know yeah you could you could do it that way, but yeah, walking whatever. Plus, the gear is is a lot more. The gear's so good now. You could go into the dead of winter, basically, you know, with good stuff and be warm and play, and you know. So that's true. You want to be comfortable though, too. You don't want to be encumbered by heavy coats and stuff like that, especially if it's like dead winter and it's like a you know. 12 degrees. You don't want to be doing that. I bet you golf courses will be going strong well into December and January. Oh, they always are. They always are. If it's snowing, they close. If it's raining, they close. But, yeah, if, if it's a clear day, I feel like they're always open. Yeah. It's always golf season. Yeah. But I think they're going to be, hum like, humming. Like, cause what are people going to do, you know? What are you going to yeah. What are you gonna do? It's and one of the few activities. You're out in the, in the, in the big open. You know, you you couldn't be further away, you know, from most people. Yeah. See, this is the weird thing. Like, you know, people in Florida, Texas, California, South California, you're not going to get this. But in the Northeast, like, we're kind of getting into this weird area where we go in and hibernate now. We go to, you go to a movie or you go to a concert or all your activities are indoors and we can't do them. So we're kind of getting into this weird crunch period of like, this like this is gonna suck. Yeah, really. this thing, this thing started at the end of winter, right? Uh, earlier in the year, so we're not used. We don't know what December, January is gonna be like with with this stuff. No, I mean, how many times? Like movie okay. theaters were pretty. I know movies are big summer blockbusters, but going to the movies in the winter, like hell yeah. And now, now well, that was that's the thing, but. Now we can. I mean, some theaters are opening with like limited capacity and stuff like that. 
Just like airplanes, you know, you got, you're on an airplane, but it's like half full. Yeah, but Regal, we talked about this last episode, Regal's closed. Regal closed all their cinemas, all their U.S. movie theaters. Second largest theater chain in the country, closed. Closed, so, not for good, just closed for... For now, because they're not, yeah. it's not working right now. It just ain't working yeah. for them. So, yeah, we got we to gotta lock it up for a little bit, and then we'll get back to normal. Man, I hope so, because uh, the more stuff I read, it's like, uh, you know, I, this, this comes springtime, we're still going to be in this like same little scenario. It's just, to me, it's getting through the winter. It's not being able to do those, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas or Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. For me, it's Christmas activities. A lot of that is indoor stuff. The, the dinners, the shows, the this, the that. And they ain't going to be there this you year. You know what it is? And I, and I don't want to. I don't want to get political. But all I'm saying is, we need a, a rule that tells everybody: listen, we all got to attack this thing together. We can't have everybody doing their own thing. This is the rule. This is how we're going to beat it. If everybody follows it to the T, then you know we have a good chance of getting on the other side of this thing. But if everybody's, you know, doing their own thing and not worried about containing this thing, it's just not going to go anywhere. It's not going away. Not gonna just disappear. And this idea of living with it, I think, is very disheartening to people. We can't do that. It's it's it's. I mean, we could. We could do anything. We're strong people, but it's it's gonna be a. That's a difficult sell, man. Uh, it's it's hard to to live with something like this for you know how long. I don't know. Don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll try and solve the world's problems on the next episode. We've run out of time here. Um, but maybe the social hey, dilemma episode next time around. We'll see. We'll see. Still waiting on that document dump. Still very possible. Any, any, any kind of day now. It's, uh, since the fifth, right. I think, or no, actually today, today sort of started that Today's period. Seventh. Yeah. So today starts that first little chance to, let's see when it comes. So now it's kind of like any day now, let's keep our eyes and ears open for it. So um That's we good. got that to talk about with a lot of a lot of great stuff to talk about so make sure you guys are subscribed on youtube and you're following on facebook uh and of course uh subscribe on whatever podcast uh network you're using and if you're on apple podcast rate and review give it five stars that's always a huge huge help give it a thumbs up if you're on youtube or facebook always a huge huge help and of course make sure you're subscribed and you're ringing the bell to get those notifications on youtube or yeah, talk to us in the comments too. We like talking to you guys. Love it. Lovely. Love reading the comments. Don't get to read in that much during the show, but you know, we'll, we'll read and type back. Of course. Uh, absolutely. We do really love that interaction. So anything else, Frankie, see you good. I'm good. Get yourself some hero soap. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you guys so much for uh, watching and listening.